It's time for Spiritual Awakening Radio. My name is James Bean. Each week at this time, I explore the world of spirituality, comparative religion, interfaith studies, world scriptures, sacred texts, and other books, East and West. Welcome to Spiritual Awakening Radio. On today's program, teachings and poetry of St. Tulsi Sahib of Hathras, India, Baba Devi Sahib of Moradabad, India, and Huzur Maharaj Raisalagram Bahadur of Agra, the city made famous for being the location of one of the great wonders of the world, the Taj Mahal. I'll share with you some rare passages from those teachers, and I also plan on sharing a passage from an unknown gospel called Oxyrhynchus 840, a technical name for this unknown uh, scrap of uh, a few pages, I guess, from some ancient gospel. And the title of the gospel is not included in this particular scrap of papyrus, so it's an unknown text, but it has a very beautiful parable in it. I begin the program by sharing this, this parable from Oxyrhynchus 840, and from the life and teachings of St. Tulsi Sahib of Hathras, India. I put these two stories together because they fit rather nicely. Both are very egalitarian, arguing in favor of the rights of disciples to not be discriminated against. Purity comes from within and is not bestowed by institutions, Brahmins or Pharisees. Once a Brahmin, while bathing in the Ganges River, was asking a Sudra, a member of the untouchable caste, to move off, lest his touch might pollute him. Tulsi Sahib noticed this and said, Yours, sir, is a very strange scriptural regulation. If the Ganges River is so pure on account of her origin from Vishnu's feet, why should a Sudra who has sprung up from the self-same feet, be so impure. Isn't that wonderful? Why should this person, who is categorized as being member of a lower caste, a member of the untouchables, he comes from God too, just like you, why discriminate? This story of Tulsi Sahib on the theme of ritual versus real spiritual purity from within, reminds me of this delightful account recorded in an unknown gospel written in Greek, discovered back in 1905 in Egypt near a rubbish dump known as Oxyrhynchus, a place where many old manuscripts, perhaps from nearby monasteries, once upon a time, were discarded, including manuscripts from unknown Gospels, including Oxyrhynchus 840, what the scholars call it. Taking the disciples along, Yeshua led them into the inner sanctuary itself and wandered around in the temple. Then a certain high priest of the Pharisees named Levi came toward them and said to the Savior, Who permitted you to wander in this place of purification and to see these holy vessels? Even though you have not bathed, and the feet of your disciples have not even been washed. 
And now that you have defiled it, you walk around in this pure area of the temple where only a person who has bathed and changed his clothes can walk. And even such a person does not dare look upon these holy vessels. Standing nearby with his disciples, the Savior replied, Since you are here in this temple too, I take it you are clean. The Pharisee said to him, I am clean, for I bathed in the pool of David. I went down into the pool by one set of stairs and came back out by another. Then I put on white clothes, and they were clean, and then I came and looked at these holy vessels. Unquote. Replying to him, the Savior said, Woe to blind people who do not see. You have washed in these gushing waters that dogs and pigs are thrown into day and night. Inside they are filled with scorpions and all unrighteousness. But my disciples and I, whom you say have not washed, we have washed in waters of eternal life that come from the God of heaven. That's from Oxyrhynchus 840, a gospel given a technical name by scholars, which is as catchy as some of those names of extrasolar planets, Kepler 841b, along those lines. But that's uh, because it's from an unknown gospel. But it is found translated into English and included amongst many other interesting texts in a book called The Complete Gospels, edited by Robert J. Miller and published by Pulbridge Press, featuring about 30 gospels from antiquity. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Thomas, Mary. Wait, what? What were those last two? You'll just have to get the book and enjoy reading them for yourself, the complete Gospels. Baba Devi Sahib, Tulsi Sahib of Hathras, and Huzur Maharaj Rai Salagram, some of my favorite saints of India. And I've uh, collected their writings for a while now. Professor Agim Prasad Mathur, one of India's top historians, describes the teachings of Huzur Maharaj Raisalagram of the Radhaswami faith based in Agra, India. Emphasis on love and devotion. Reviving the great bhakti or love traditions of medieval India, the founders of the Radhaswami faith emphasize the devotional aspect of religion. According to them, bhakti, or love alone, brings about liberation to suffering humanity. One should engender true love for the formless supreme being and take shelter in his divine will. Hazur Maharaj said that a heart devoid of love or affection is as hard as stone and does not form a suitable receptacle for the light of heavenly grace. The Supreme Being loves and takes special care of those who love Him with all their heart and soul, and gradually draws them towards Himself, the center of pure light and attraction. That's a passage from Hazur Maharaj. Again, Prasad Mathur, Love, therefore, is the keynote of the Radhaswami faith. This faith also presents a harmonious blending of yoga and bhakti, or 
love and devotion. The key to meditation practice lies with bhakti. This is from the love chapter of Hazur Maharaj Rai Salagram, a great saint of the late 19th century and early 20th century. The Supreme Being, being a boundless ocean of spirit or love, and the human being, being a drop or current of spirit or love from this ocean, and love being the very essence and means of existence of the whole creation. It follows that no effort in any direction, temporal or spiritual, unless actuated by love or affectionate regard, can be crowned with success, and the work or labor rendered easy, sweet, and harmonious. Love is most sublime, having its origin in the highest region. In whatever heart it springs up, it will gradually raise and carry the fortunate possessor of this lofty and noble passion to the highest region. All good qualities and goodness itself will gradually find their way home in the heart in which love dwells. Whatever a man fully of love thinks or does is all wisdom. Knowledge without love for the Supreme Being is futile and tends toward untruth and darkness or materialism, while love turns everything to good use and leads to enlightenment and truth. Pure and holy love is always ready to sacrifice anything whatsoever to gain admission into the presence of the Beloved. The noble passion of love is most powerful and strong. It removes all obstacles and thorns in its way and discards all superstitions, doubts, and skepticism. Where pure love dwells, there sheds the light of grace as it forms a link with the spirit or love current from its source. Such is the strength and effect of affection and kind treatment that it subdues ferocity and other injurious and dangerous characteristics in beasts and other animals. That is to say, they begin to love and have an affectionate regard. A heart devoid of love or affection is as hard as stone and does not form a suitable receptacle for the light of heavenly grace and compassion. Love or the power of attraction is the basis of the whole creation and the cause of its sustenance and preservation. Every wave of love rising in a lover's heart brings tidings of goodness and joy from the beloved, and every thought springing up in such a heart is a harbinger of good works and good services for the sake of the beloved. Love has no bounds, knows no restrictions, and is not limited by conditions, and, like its source, is extensive and far-reaching in its beneficial results. Some excerpts from the love chapter of Hazur Maharaj from a book he wrote in English and was published in English and circulated in North America 
during the early decades of the 20th century, a book called Radhaswami Mat Prakash, or Shedding Light on the Teachings of the Lord of the Soul, if you were to translate Radhaswami Mat Prakash into English. That's the meaning of the name of the book. Shedding Light on the Teachings of the Lord of the Soul. Next, I turn my attention toward Tulsi Sahib of Hathras. I shared a parable earlier arguing on, beha- uh, on behalf of a member of the untouchable caste, saying that his soul comes from God too and therefore do not discriminate against him. Some teachings of Tulsi Sahib. But first, a little bit about him. He passed on in 1843 and lived in Hathras, a city a few miles from Agra. He had a spiritual school, or satsang. The Buddhists use the term sangha. Hindus tend to use the term satsang for a spiritual meetup, a spiritual gathering. He had a satsang in Hathras, and there was also one in Agra. Tulsi Sahib used to often go to places quite remote, quite far from Hathras, wrapping his body in a blanket and had a stick in his hand. He usually used to remain in a state of withdrawal or deep meditation, and in that very state an incessant flow of utterances concerning the secrets of higher heavenly regions used to emanate from his mouth like a babbling stream, like someone talking in their sleep, if you will. Gat Ramayan, Shabdavali, Ratan Sagar, and Padma Sagar are all names of books composed by St. Tulsi Sahib. All of those books were composed by St. Tulsi after his arrival at Hathras, where he established an ashram, a spiritual center. Whosoever has concentrated his soul has been redeemed from the fear of death. She has ascended the firmament of the heavens with force and has found refuge at the feet of the Supreme Being. She has taken abode in the infinite region and has attained union with the Beloved. Indeed, O Tulsi, she has been delivered from the delusion, suffering, and fever of countless lives. A verse from the Shabdavali, or collection of hymns of Tulsi Sahib. More from St. Tulsi Sahib of Hathras, India. Listen, O swan soul, ascend to your true abode, so says the Master again and again. You do not pay attention to his words. O finish your sorrows and joys and transmigrations. If the deluded soul were to unite with her source, never again would she be encumbered by body and mind. From the source of the divine ocean opens a portal to the light. O awaken that resplendent light within you, says Tilsi Sahib. If you do the meditation practice for a few days, the inner way will open before you. It is the path to reach the one God, the Most High. 
These are the five real jewels in this life, according to Tulsi Sahib. One, association with saintly persons, initiates, satsangis, devotees, the virtuous, sadhus or monks, saints and sages. Two, taking refuge in a living teacher, the Satguru. Three, love. Four, humility. And five, compassion. Tulsi Sahib said, external practices and formalism are worth nothing. The real sadhana or spiritual practice is within one's own self. He said, without realizing the soul and the inner sound, all this is a vain show, all this is a vain show, till the soul rises above and abides in its natural state. Within this body breathes the secret essence, within this body beats the heart of the scriptures, the Vedas. Within this body shines the entire universe, so the saints proclaim. Hermits, ascetics, celibates, all are lost, seeking him in endless guises. Seers and sages perfectly parrot the scriptures and holy books, blinded by knowledge. Their pilgrimage and fasting and striving, but delude. Despite their perfect practice, they discover no destination. Only the saints who know the body's heart have attained the ultimate, O Tulsi. Realize this and you found your freedom. While teachers trapped in tradition know only the mirage in the mirror. Enter within thyself and there behold the invisible beloved and cherish thou and ever foster thy love for him with knowledge and contemplation. Let the bonds of the Lord of time and death, the Kal, Naringen, the Demiurge, be severed. Reach thou the banks of the lake of nectar, O Tulsi. There be baptized and wash away thy karmas. Pure is the love of that immaculate Lord, seeing whom the soul is filled with bliss. Cleanse the chamber of your heart so that the beloved may enter. Remove all the foreign impressions so that he can take his seat there. See within the heart's eye the astonishing spectacle. O heart, ravishing scenes appear there to entice you. One heart with many desires and always lust for more, where is there any place for the Supreme Lord to come and reside? It is a great pity that going in the false temples, the indweller of the true temple of the human body is made to suffer. We should listen with attention. There is a sound coming from the court of the Supreme Being that is calling to you. Why are you wandering around, lost in search of the Beloved? O devotee, meet the Master with sincerity and patience. He will give you the secret. If you do the practice for a few days, the inner way will open before you. It is the path to reach Allah, the one God, the Most High. This is the call of Tulsi, 
O practitioner, do the practice with concentration. The sound described in the Quran will take you to Allah the Most High. Now here, uh, with this particular poem of Sant Tulsi Sahib, he is using some Sufi or Islamic language. Uh, Tulsi Sahib in Hathras and in Agra did have a few Sufi disciples, and there are a few hymns of his that do uh, use the name Allah and make reference to the Kaaba and mosque and Quran, very much like Rumi poetry does. And this is because he is speaking especially to his Sufi disciples there in Hathras and Agra. And of course, uh, these great saints of India were also very fond of Sufi poets like Hafez, Rumi, Sarmad, Bola Shah, Hazrat Sultan Bahu, Baba Farid, all of these great Sufi poets uh, have always been very popular and were especially popular in Agra and in Hathras. From the source of the ocean opens a window to light, awaken that resplendent light within thee. Repeat the name of the Supreme Being and secure him. That's from the Shabdavali of Tulsi Sahib. And Baba Devi Sahib of Muradabad is next on my list of saints to share readings from today. Baba Devi Saab was four years old when he was taken by his parents to see the family guru, a guru by the name of Tulsi Sahib, who lived in Hathras. The family of Baba Devi Saab were all followers of Tulsi Sahib. Tulsi Sahib blessed this infant, saying that he would be a great saint some day and help many souls. And indeed, Baba Devi Sahib became one of those great devotees of Tulsi Sahib, eventually even publishing. He was the first person to publish in 1884 the Gat Ramayan, a great spiritual classic of Tulsi Sahib. He actually published the, the work of his master in Hindi, in uh, India, before any other publisher did. Here are a few sayings of Baba Devi Sahib of Moradabad. This is from something, a discourse titled, Living on Borrowed Dharma. Unlike other worship methods popular in religions and sects with different names, the methods of inner light and inner sound, inner seeing and inner hearing, are not man-made. God himself is the founder and operator of these methods these methods of meditation practice. God has kept these two methods inside human beings with full qualifications. An amazing statement. Divine light and sound are within every human being, and it's not the property of any sect. It's within everyone. More from Baba Devi Sahib. God and Bhakti or otherwise one and the same thing. God and love are otherwise 
one and the same thing. In short, bhakti or love is such a thing without which no worldly or heavenly acts can be accomplished. He alone is a true human being who knows the key to or the secret of love. He's, he whose heart is devoid of the spirit of love is not even an animal. He hasn't even reached that level. Bhakti is that essential substance without which any work either of this world or of the other world cannot be fulfilled. For all such tasks which a man performs with genuine zeal get accomplished well and all other works in which we do not feel sincerely involved remain incomplete or are only half done. Bhakti or love makes a person immensely wise and of pure intellect. Virtues such as of honesty and truthfulness stand with folded hands in reverence of a devout being. Bhakti is the duty of the whole world. No creed, no faith or sect can remain steady and stable without bhakti, without love. When Satguru Baba Devi Sahib was nearing the time of his departure from this ephemeral world for his true destination, near the end of his life, his devotees humbly requested him to bless them with his parting words. And this is actually a common tradition in India, to hear the last words of the saint, the last words of the master. There are several such books I know of called The Last Words. To their request, Baba Devi Sahib had obliged them by saying, This world is an illusion. Practice meditation. Do not live even a single day without meditation. The final words of Baba Devi Sahib. You've been hearing Spiritual Awakening Radio this week exploring the teachings and poetry or mystic verses of Tulsi Sahib, Baba Devi Sahib, and Hazur Maharaj Rai Salagram. Also a, a parable from the unknown Greek gospel Oxyrhynchus 840 earlier in the program. To receive more information about these books, some of these books you can access for free online. Download them as PDF files if you like. I can send you information on all of these books that I shared readings from today. My email address is james at spiritualawakeningradio.com james at spiritualawakeningradio.com or you can send me a text message at this number 508-603-9381 Spiritual Awakening is an interfaith non-denominational program exploring comparative religion, sacred texts, spiritual classics, East and West, often featuring interfaith readings from various sources, 
Some of these are well-known and others totally obscure with no commercial potential whatsoever. I just uh, happen to collect books and, uh, and like sharing whatever I feel like sharing. Hope you've enjoyed today's edition of Spiritual Awakening. Thanks for listening.